Welcome aboard, Captain. Welcome back to Star Trek Minute, the semi-daily podcast where we analyze, discuss, and probe Star Trek IV, The Voyage Home, one minute at a time. I'm Chris LaSalle. And I'm David Stoker. Hey, Dave. Chris? Uh, we're, uh, we made it. <laughs> this is the last episode of uh, Star Trek Minute, The Voyage Home. It is. I almost said well, Star Trek Minute. Like, oh, no, no. <laughs> no! Uh, so, uh, yeah, this is minute, uh, I guess, minute 116 through 119. So uh, we, uh, we like to cover all the credits in our, our final episode uh, every season. So uh, we got, what is that, five minutes of, four minutes of credits to jam four into minutes, this thing? Yeah, four minutes of credits, yeah. Um, so, yeah, which, so the, uh, which what? I was just going to say I love, um, so one of my favorite things about end credits is, well, you know, no one likes the end credits really, but you know, uh, usually it's they fade to black and then it's just a bunch of rolling credits, yeah. right? You mm-hmm. know, that's what it is. Yeah. And I think we got spoiled with, um, you know, recently with like Marvel and you know the 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 end credit. You know, used to be just an end credit teaser, and then it became a mid credit teaser with an end credit something. Mm-hmm. And you know, we got we got so spoiled. But here, back in 1986, they did something unique by actually running scenes from the movie like I, I i find this super interesting that they did this and i and i kind of like it like it, it would have made me sit in the movie and be like hey i remember that scene hey i remember that scene okay um you don't agree well no it's not that i don't agree it's just i found it i mean uh it's a mixture right you get a bunch of stills of all the main characters um and then it cuts. Then it starts. Then you start. You see the whales move. You know. Then it's now it's showing near the end of this, the first minute at least. Right. Uh, then you start seeing. You know. Now they're playing back scenes from the movie. Um, so I wish they would have stuck with one. One one type of thing. Uh, oh well, I I I mean I think they gave every you know actor their due. Like they showed a scene that they you know every character has their little except for Scotty's, which is. The word whoever chose that one clearly did not like uh, Doohan because that is the worst picture they could have chosen. But that's him. There be whales here, right? That's the moment. Well, oh my God, it's you awful. don't like that one. Well, no, it just looks like a schmuck. Oh, I, I don't. I guess I don't mind it. Mm. Uh, he looks very happy. Um, and then yeah, you get to the end, and then they show the whales, and then they move into some, the you know, scenes. You know, there's a scene with the. Uh, they're all in the control bunk bunker, and uh, and I find it interesting that you know, as w- even when we're watching the scene um, of that play, I find it interesting because I don't remember it being like that. And I wonder if this is like a secondary camera role that we're seeing this because clearly the president is talking to Cartwright, and mm-hmm. they're talking about the water dripping down. But it's almost like it's a this you know not there must have been another camera with a close up on Cartwright and the and the president. And, you know, we're looking at it at a different view kind of thing. And I think it's kind of – it's a little cool little snippet. Yeah. No, I do like that. And I do uh, – I was um, – when we started the season, 
one of the things I wanted to talk about was the fact that Jane Whelan from the Go-Go's is in the movie. Yes. And so, so I, I mean, I literally had in my notes like, okay, don't forget to talk about her when we get to her minutes. <laughs> and I completely missed her when we got to the, the to the scene, the one that it's the, right. the one you're referring to the it's a, uh, it's in the, the first minute of credits. Um, and you get to see her again. She's on screen. She's got a very flock of seagulls, 80s, oh, yeah. you know, hairstyle going, but she's in the full star for the uniform <laughs> and, um, she must be one of the captains that's reporting back um, yes. what's going on. And I'm pretty sure we actually talked about uh, her when she showed up because I think we had some of her dialogue from the script. Yeah, um, I, I remember. Yeah, I found some of the extra dialogue that she's she was reporting on. Right. So I completely – I don't know what I was waiting for when I when – I, because my radar was up, you know, waiting for her to show up. And I don't know why I didn't – I mean, we, we talked about her. We talked about her dialogue. Mm. And it, <laughs> it didn't clue in like – and she's from the Go Go's. That's yeah. what I wanted. To, uh, which is a weird connection. I don't understand. I don't know why. Um, I don't know why she made it into the movie. Like what her connection to Star Trek is, or if that was just something she was. You know, they were recording a music video that day and uh, happened to be around. Um, yeah, maybe. So, what else? I don't know. I don't know if there's much more to say. I mean, I, I do like these end credits because I think they're unique. I, I think particularly unique for the time because most of the movies we would have seen, like I said, just sort of fade to black and yeah. then then it's done. And I feel like here we, we get little extra snippets, you know, of I, some cool some cool scenes and stuff like that. And I, some of these scenes look like they're shot in different different way because there's the one where they're, uh, you know, uh, Kirk and – Jillian are at, at the restaurant and, you know, they're, they're toasting each other. And I feel like that's like a different, oh, like yeah. that's a different angle. Right. Then what that, and there's the scene uh, right at the beginning, I think it's in 117 where Sarek is walking in and we see that from the other angle. Like he's walking towards us. Like in this, uh, this version, he's walking towards the Klingon. So we're seeing his back. And we just feel like it's a little different, you know, something a little cool. Yeah, yeah. No, I love getting extras. It's like, you know, when you uh, when you get the DVD of something or the Blu-ray of something and you mm. get deleted scenes. And you know, do they often do alternate takes? That You don't usually see that too much in as, as extras, do you? I don't think so. That would be Not fun. always. I like alternates. I mean, I, I mean, they do have deleted scenes and stuff like that, like on most DVD collections. I mean, that's a, yeah. that's a, that's a perk that most people want to see is, you know. Um, would you, uh, I would have liked to have seen, um, uh, like, um, like cannibal run type credits where <laughs> they're, they're running, you know, uh, uh, the credits are running alongside and in, in on the left hand, we're seeing, you know, the deleted scenes, all the blue, oh, right, yeah. the gag reel. Yes. Yes. Uh, I would like to see that. That would be fun. You know, hmm. Spock's talking and his ear falls off his head, you know, <laughs> I don't know if that's this type of movie, though, that you would do that. <laughs> do, would it would it ruin? Do you think it would ruin? Like, if, I mean, obviously, it's gag reels and stuff all the time. You can get those as extras, yeah. and um, but I don't know if that would take you like totally out of the movie, right? Like, wow, I just watched an awesome Star Trek movie, and uh, Spock's ear fell off. And, you know, that's uh, you know, is that like you know when uh, you know you go to Disney World and you know you see Mickey without his head on? Oh my God! <laughs> Isn't that like uh, illegal? Can that well, person that, be fired if that happened? Pretty, I, I know it's bad. I know it's very bad. <laughs> very bad. 
Um, so one thing we get, you know, uh, miscellaneous topics, right? Like it's, it's really like, uh, what did we miss? What did we forget to do? Mm. What did the interns fail to tell us about? Um, and one of the things we uh, didn't talk about because it really didn't fit anywhere uh, in the coverage uh, was Eddie Murphy. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's um, right. So, I mean, I suppose we could have talked about him when we first met Jillian. Right. Um, but we were all excited to, you know, do the museum tour with the whales and all that stuff. Yep. Um, but yeah, so Eddie Murphy was originally uh, supposed to be played essentially Jillian's character. Right. Um, and uh, I've got a little, I got a little story I can share of like the, the highlights. Do you want to hear the highlights of? I, I do, but let me ask you a question. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, is this is is having the Eddie Murphy character uh, similar to having the Richard Pryor in the Superman three? They wanted they yeah. wanted some sort of you know comedic actor to come in and you know liven things up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's why they wanted? Uh, Eddie Murphy to play uh, that sort of role, maybe. Um, but you're making it sound like, uh, did you not? I liked Richard Pryor in Superman three. Uh, did you? Did you? Actually, I I, I barely remember Superman three. <laughs> There's like moments I remember from that movie, but I, I always liked. I, his I mean, he, yeah, his character was was cool. That's what I'm saying. Like, was he? Do you think they they were intending this movie to be different in terms of its overall? Obviously, they they you know there's comedy in this and stuff like that with the you know the punk on the bus and yep. uh, you know double dumbass on you and that sort of stuff. But I feel like adding him you know brings a different element. You know, at that time he was a you know he was a huge he was a huge, huge star. star you yeah. know, trading trading places and you know coming off SNL and all that other stuff. So I mean, I think you know that that having him on. I, I liken it to like a Richard Pryor in a Superman movie. It's like a, you know, it's a different type of actor on this type of movie. And I, and I, not saying it would have been a bad thing, but I don't know how I would have been. It would have, it would have changed the complexity of the whole movie. Well, definitely, and I'll I can read you some of the uh, yeah some, yeah I want to hear the, that. But uh, yeah, let's let's go through that, and then we can talk about like what could have been right right. Um, so uh, this is actually this is a from a, one of William Shatter's books, um, Star Trek Memories. Uh, so he's got all sorts of you know fun anecdotes of behind the scenes of all the films. Um, uh, so in this one, he talks about so Murphy was Murphy was to play a rather eccentric college professor, one who firmly believed in the exi- existence of extraterrestrials, ghosts, ESP, and the like. Um, uh, his students uh, completely disagreed with him. And after a series of embarrassing and very public false alarms, uh, Murphy's job would have been hanging by a thread. And at that point, he went to the Super Bowl, which, of course, in the movie takes place in San Francisco. Um, and during the during the halftime show, uh, that is when uh, the Klingon bird of prey arrives in the 20th century. And it mm. arrives it arrives o- over the halftime show. Um so the crowd, you know, thinks it's a, a man-made special effect and think it's awesome. Uh, uh, and everyone except for Eddie Murphy thinks it's fake. He believes that what he's seeing is, you know, actual, right. an actual extraterrestrial ship. Um, so, however, due to the character's reputation as a kook, uh, his every attempt to convince anyone that genuine extraterrestrials had come to visit the Earth would prove fruitless. Um, 
But later, when Murphy was alone in his classroom listening to a series of recorded whale songs, the Klingon ship's computers lock onto the sound, and shortly thereafter, Murphy would have found Kirk, Spock, and company beaming into his classroom, asking directions, bidding him good day, and ultimately hightailing it away from their wide-eyed observer. Many plot-twisting scenes, and about three centuries later, in the end, as the Enterprise 2 is unveiled, that's that's what Shatner is calling it, the Enterprise, wow, the Enterprise 2. 2. Yeah. Huh. Do not like that. Um, but uh, as the Enterprise 2 is unveiled, Murphy would have been seen in full Starfleet, Starfleet regalia, having joined the force and saluting his friends. So he wasn't even, in this summary, he wasn't even a whale biologist. He was just some... He was, was like a science teacher? Right. Um, <clears throat> so I think that would have changed. I mean, yeah. Uh, I think the whole movie would have just been, it's Eddie Murphy. Like, I, the, yeah. you know what I mean? I would have been like, it's Eddie Murphy. What the, it, it would have pulled me out of the movie so much. Um, yeah, I think that's what I'm what I'm sort of thinking about is like, I think it would have changed the entire complexity of the movie. Um, yeah, I think that would have been weird. All I can think about, you know, like I said, is, you know, all those, uh, you know, nutty professor, all those, you know, silly movies that he did, you know, they ended up doing resonate. Did he do Dr. Doolittle? Um, he did. Yeah. Yeah. A couple of them. Yeah. I did a couple of them like that. And so, um, I, I think it would have been a huge distraction. It sounds like the plot would have been very different. Um, and, you know, we didn't have Jillian, you know, uh, having all sorts of comedic moments throughout the film, right? They would have had to make time for Eddie Murphy to, you know, right. have yeah. these series of embarrassing failures. And, and uh, um, I don't know. It, I don't think it would have worked. I don't think it was, you know, Richard Pryor to me fit into the Superman movie. Mm. I think Eddie, Mur- Eddie Murphy would have been. Uh, you know, do you remember uh, in, it's in Star Trek Six. uh at the very end, um, Christian Slater appears. Yes, he, he's in. Yeah, he's in that. Yeah, he's like a cameo. And I remember in the theater sitting there, and I'm like, "What the? That's Christian yeah. Slater? What?" <laughs> and like being like thrown. Yeah, you know, they, I think it was very near the end of the film, so it was. But it, being thrown by, what the hell is he doing in there? Um, and that was just a bit part. Um, so having Murphy all the way through it, I don't know. Yeah, it would have been a different, uh, I think it would have been a different type of movie. So you're a thumbs up that he didn't make it? I'm a thumbs up that he was not in the movie. He went on to do, I think, a Golden, The Golden Child is what ended up, uh, what he ended up uh, doing oh, okay. in this yeah. time frame, which was a huge one for him. Um, so yeah, uh, those are the two... The Go-Go's and Eddie Murphy, those are the two things that I I wanted to talk about this season, didn't get a chance to. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I forget. Was this your number two Star Trek? Um, of the original six? Yeah. Yeah, this was my number two in the original six. Okay, so this is right behind Khan. Yeah. Okay. I still don't know where it fits. So, um, I, I might, you know, yeah. So I've been thinking about, um, as we've gone through this movie and some of the things, I, I, I still think it's up there in the top three. I know that I do not, I know that for me, uh, search for Spock is definitely in the lower three. Mm-hmm. And I know that when we get to star Trek five, 
That will also be in the lower three. <laughs> I don't know where motion picture and um, uh, Undiscovered Country fit now in my hierarchy because it's been a while since I've seen Undiscovered Country. But I did recently view what taken a viewing of the motion picture. Mm. And I do believe that I have under uh, there are moments in that movie that are astounding. And I I don't think I give it as much credit as it should have. Nice. There there are there are definitely problems with that movie. Mm-hmm. But overall. Overall I think it may move up into the top three, if not maybe the number two spot. Wow, number two. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't think anything can take over Khan. I mean, I think for me, that's just the, the yeah. pinnacle of the you know the first six movies. I know. I, I assume we've talked about it before, but like, yeah. you know, couldn't they make another one? Or they could, I guess they couldn't. They can't. It can't be done now, right? The the uh, you know the reboots. Uh, yeah. I think prove that right. The Into Darkness, which was you know not. You know, it was it was still the. It was still Wrath of Khan, but a completely yeah. different, you know, plot. It wasn't the, you know, the submarine chase and the, you know, intellectual right. battle between the two of them. It was all, you know, high stakes razzle dazzle. Um, yes, pretty much. But I wonder if they could, you know, could they make another one in that vein? You know, could they, could could Hollywood tone themselves down to just like, you know, let's make a slow burn, you know, mm. uh, Star Trek where you just like, you know, ramping up the tension and um it's not high action although rathacon has its action moments yes um you know what i'm saying right yeah oh definitely yeah make another I mean, one yeah <laughs> i don't know if you have to make a con movie but i think you could you could do that like a you know a, a, a battle between you know kirk and whoever and i think you could have that that classic battle and I don't think Into Darkness was that. I think it was, you know, there was muddled, you know, things going on with that movie in terms of, like, who really was the bad guy. And, you know, the bad mm. guy really isn't the bad guy, but he's, you know, sort of thing. And, you know, Khan is clearly a bad dude. Like, he is a bad guy. Right. He's a villain. You know, and, and, and in Into Darkness, Khan is not necessarily a villain like who the villain turns out to be, you know, like right, so the Admiral Marcus. Right. So I think that movie yeah, kind of muddled the the villain perspective kind of thing. So I that's why I you'd you'd have to do it straight up. You know, you'd yeah, have to Yeah, give me a straight up exactly. Just remake it. Would, could they just remake it? Would you be like go ahead and put Chris Pine and those guys back, you know, back on the Enterprise. I think that ship has sailed, man. I don't think you could. You, you've already released that genie. But you, <laughs> come on. You can't. You can't put that back in the bottle, man. That that's already that. All right. I don't know how many more times I could say it. that boat is launched. All I mean, right. uh, maybe maybe what I need to do. Maybe I need to remake it. Like just you know, my backyard or something. That's you know. I, you know what? We got to Lego fi it. Yeah. Okay. There the we Star, go. The Star Trek Lego movie. Have they made like a? Is, I, I've seen you know the whatever the Lego knockoff uh, Enterprise, <clears throat> the Mega Blocks, whatever the hell it is. Yeah. Uh, is there a, a Lego version of the Reliant? That would oh my be God, awesome. That would be fantastic. Yeah. Can you imagine though? I mean, I know we're all you know quarantined and stuff like that, but 
someone's got to have the time on their hands to do that. Remake Rathacon Lego style. Lego style and uh, stop motion. You mean like like, like, uh, oh like a Lego movie kind of thing? Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a call out to listeners. Could you please yeah. help us uh, make that a reality? <laughs> yeah, that would be awesome. All right, man. Any uh, any final thoughts or? No, I um, you know I know the season was a little bit off for us, uh, but I I still enjoyed uh, doing it, and I enjoyed the Federation uh, as always for their colorful commentary as we you know, navigate these, uh, waters, so to speak. Um, and I gotta tell you, I, as much as I've, I've, I've already spoiled it for myself and saying that I know that, uh, final frontiers are my bottom three. I am 100% looking forward to doing that movie because I, I haven't seen that one in a while mm-hmm. and I am looking at forward to doing that one minute at a time being like, Oh boy, <laughs> not again. So a little Star Trek minute behind the scenes. I've, I've started queuing up, getting things ready for the next season, and uh, you know, including pulling the minutes apart. And uh, and I, I ended up watching the first like ten, and I, I was like, oh boy, <laughs> it's gonna, yeah, it's going to be good. I think it's going to be. Um, uh, I'm looking forward to learning more about how the movie was made and Shatter behind the you know in the director's seat for the first time and. Um, and yeah, I haven't watched the full the full version of Star Trek V in a long time, so um, it's going to be good. And so, what are we doing? It's a hiatus coming up. Then we're going to be on hiatus for a little bit. Um, but the, uh, if you want to um, if you want to keep listening, we are we do have a, a Patreon uh, um, uh, set up, so you can head over to StarTrekMinute.com and click Become a Patron. And uh, we'll be doing some uh, extra episodes while we're on hiatus. Um, there's a, we've got a backlog of things we want to talk about between, uh, uh, we were going through Star Trek, the animated series. Mm-hmm. Um, we just, we gotta, uh, we gotta get back to that. We gotta get back to that. We've got, um, uh, Star Trek Picard, uh, just wrapped up, uh, season Oof. one. Can't uh, wait to start talking about that. We gotta talk about that. Um, and, uh, yeah, so we'll be doing some hiatus, hiatus episodes. Um, and, uh, if you are a, uh, patron of Star Trek Minute, you'll be able to have access to all those as well as all the uh, prior episodes that we've done. Uh, so check that out. Um, so yeah, I think uh, that's all for now, and um, we'll be back again soon talking about Star Trek V The Final Frontier one minute at a time here at Star Trek Minute. Bye now. Goodbye. Goodbye.